Welcome to The Scoop, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And you're a wanker. <laughs> hey, everyone, it's Lauren here, the good-looking half of The Scoop crew. So uh, let's suppose we'll just hook on into it today. Yeah, you go first. Go on then, go on then. All righty. This headline in the Fin Review this week is CBA orders stuff back to the office. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Way too much sugar in our system today. Anyway, Combank Chief Exec Matt Common Common is the latest to join a growing push to call workers back to the office, telling the bank's 49,000 staff they will be required to come into the office at least 50% of their working time. It comes as a growing number of CEOs from tech billionaire, my my pal Elon, uh, IBM CEO of in what are you looking at, you I'm dick? Just looking at your shoulder. Avind Krishna, NAB Chief Executive Ross McEwen, and Mineral Resources Chief Exec Chris Ellison all demand an end to the pandemic era working from home. The thing that I love most about that is Mike Common works at the Commonwealth. <laughs> That's what I said, the Combank. I know, but just. Is, he's You're so a dickhead. Lame. Okay. Why don't we just lead it away from you? But okay, my thing is I read this headline and I thought, oh, my God, they want everyone back in the office at, at 100% of the time. Mm. But they don't. 50% is a minimum he's calling out for Combank. They are saying execs are back in 100%. I understand leaders need to be there. I get that. So they're talking a hybrid work model. They're not totally pulling the pin yet. But – on the other side, we mm-hmm. are looking at like job site seek, everyone's favourite. Mm-hmm. Work from home was the number one search term by job seekers since June last year. Wow. So, so everyone still wants it. The people want it. <clears throat> the big wigs don't want to give it. So they're going to give the people what they want? Probably not. <gasps> Probably not. But mind Probably you, there is fair not. work stuff we mentioned last week coming in on this shit. Yeah. Hey, from HRD, employer wins against a worker who failed to attend shifts multiple times. So in the first half of 2021, this worker was tasked or accepted 44 shifts, shifts, not shifts. in the night. <laughs> We're passing. 44 shifts and was absent 19 times. In the second half of the year, they were rostered 36 shifts and didn't turn up to 31 of them. Shit. And then the same thing happened the next year. They were going to work 38 shifts and failed to attend 30 times. So the war- worker admitted that he failed to notify the employer of his absence on several occasions, but he argued that he attempted to contact the employer but couldn't get through on the phone. So after examining the case, the commission junked... You sound like a lazy son of a bitch, really. Yeah, junked the worker's claim and found that the dismissal was not harsh or unreasonable in any way, shape or form, Lauren. I'm bloody surprised the employer kept giving him a shift that long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got a lot of more patience <laughs> than I. All right. So on Indeed, they have come up with the demand for Australian grads is skyrocketing. So Australian grad job market is currently red hot with more than double the number of job opportunities available in 2022 compared to 2018 and 2019. And I know it is massive. This year is Mm. expected to be even hotter according to an analysis of Australian job postings on Indeed. Now, I can tell you it is hotter. I also caught up with... a friend in the industry who's going through a grad recruitment at the moment and he said to me on the weekend when we were having a lovely little stroll 
that um, it's really tough to fill their positions. The, the grads have got so many choices at the moment. Wow. Uh, the top grads have really got a lot of choices and it's all about what they're offering. So I think that um, after our little chat with Suncorp mm. over there about their grad program, I they know. They do things differently, aren't they? They are really fucking good at it. If you're yeah. not sure what to do with your grad program, have a look at Suncorp. They've nailed it. Yeah, the rotations well. that they do with their grads, the experience they're giving them, the choices on where they want to work. It just – I think it's a freaking great idea. Anyway, that's my opinion. Hey, Lauren, four out of five employees, including myself, are suffering from burnout, working four too long, too hard. So HRD said that nearly four in five workers, so 79% admitted they feel burnt out in their careers. That includes 35% who said they are suffering from mental and physical exhaustion. And this is a survey from Express Employment Professionals. To address the problems, employees are trying to be more in tune with employees' needs, and that includes things like recognising employees for a job well done. So a little, a little rub on the head or a pat on the back. Allowing tummy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do with Craig. I just tickle his tummy. <laughs> and I'm happy for the rest of the day. Allowing flexible work schedules, prioritising the health and safety of employees, encouraging small breaks throughout the workday, and encouraging time off. We have our wellbeing officer here in the office, Harvey. Currently lying at your feet, just fast asleep. Yeah, but you'll probably fart in a minute. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Always does when we're locked in the studio. <laughs> but, but I think the point of this is if you are feeling burnout, um, 79% of people are, so you're not on your own. Have well, a chat to people about it. Have I've got even some more stats on that one. Go on. Um, Pressure to always remain online, driving burnout across New Zealand. So our brothers and sisters across the ditch are feeling it. As a result, a survey was conducted by Unispace. They have cited that 70% of Kiwis have suffered from burnout, which is much higher than the 59% global average. Uh, wow. 500 workers, 250 senior managers re- revealed that the expectation to always be online, even at home, is driving burnout for 39% of respondents. This is just behind the 50% who cited workload expectations, the reason for burnout. Yeah, it's a lot this, of it bad, isn't it? It's a, it's a big issue. And also, I know in New Zealand, I've been working with some clients over there recently. It is a tough employment market right now. It is really bloody tough. People are leaving the country in droves. Their inflation rate's out of control. They're trying mm. to throw money at the problem um, in certain areas via the government. It's a bit of a shit fight from what, yeah. I'm, what I'm reading. So any of our New Zealand listeners out there, please reach out to us. We want to hear firsthand from the coalface. Well, yeah, what's going on over there? What is going on? Lauren, after years and years of searching, I have found Australia's unluckiest job applicant. <laughs> Unluckiest. Oh, we were in Sydney when we read this article <laughs> yes. last week. We were having a laugh. So this is laugh. The, from the short list. So Australia's unluckiest job applicant loses another discrimination claim. A commission has lambasted an unsuccessful job applicant over his discrimination claims, saying he's establishing himself to be somewhat of a serial pest. Oh, this is a funny article. <laughs> so the candidate claimed the recruitment company and its recruitment manager discriminated against him on the basis of his Indian race and age, alleging they made 
made unlawful requests for information. He was twice asked to provide a copy of his passport, birth certificate, or Australian citizenship certificate so he could confirm he was eligible to work in Australia. But he claimed he was highly offended and intimidated by this request. Like I'm highly offended by you on a daily basis. <laughs> the candidate had previously had three other discrimination claims as well as making a discrimination claim in the New South Wales Civil and Administration Tribunal, arguing that a law firm refused to hire him because the female interviewers did not like men. So he's got lots of things going wrong. Commenting on the evidence, the commissioner said, at best, the candidate may be just Australia's unluckiest job applicant, but went on to say, this is not discrimination. It's simply selecting the best candidate available for the job. And then they dismiss the claim. What do you think? <laughs> oh, mate, he's got it all going on. Well, I read that article and I just had to have a bit of a giggle. Probably about two or three years ago he got he just got a payout for a nuisance and got to go away. And I think ever I since think then he's, he's just – he just he thinks that every time he does it, he's going to get a payout. I think he's using it as an additional income source. Oh, no. What if it's his tax in? How did you get that? Oh, by complaining. <laughs> yeah, this is my full-time job. I'm a complain. I guess complain. I scream. Ageism, racism, um, the fact that uh, no one likes men. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Crazy. Get, just get a fucking job and do it. You already got one. Just do your freaking job, mate. That's all I've got to say to you. Mate. <laughs> Might. Anyway, salary-related decisions, a balancing act as employers turn to perks over pay rises, which is in HR daily. Now, salary increases are becoming less about retention and more about individual or organisational performance. With 70% of employers surveyed using benefits to enhance their remuneration packages, a new new research shows. As the market is shifting and businesses are right-sizing themselves, companies are taking a more cautious approach to the remuneration policy by predeterminately rewarding salary increases based on performances of their business, according to research by Robert Half. Now, 20% of employers say pay rises will be solely based on tenure, while well, 22% say they'll be based on a combination of tenure and performance. Um, but they're also offering extra benefits. And mm. this comes back to what we were saying about flexible work policies and schedules, mental health programs and remote work options. Look, I honestly think hybrid is the way of the future. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. But what I really liked in that article that you just covered off there is um, how marketing got their spin on there. So now we're calling redundancies right-sizing, are we? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> right-sizing. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Hey, we're right-sizing. It, that, is that your final no, article? No, I've got one more. Oh, one Jesus, more you, you, came, you came far more research than me and you also gave me two of mine. So oh, thank no, you. That's all right. <laughs> Everyone knows you're useless. <laughs> All right. Police recruitment crisis putting officers and community at risk is on the ABC. Shout out to Bill Corbett for sending it this our way today. Go on so, your bill. Always a legend. So that's a good one. So the organisations representing police unions across the country say officers and the community will be at risk if a recruitment crisis isn't addressed soon. Now, we're in a crisis situation at this point, said Ian Levers, President of the Queensland Police Union and the Police Federation of Australia. It is a real challenge, not only recruiting, but in the retention of police across Australia. Now, this went on a pretty long article, actually, and it was quite interesting, and it came up with some really interesting job vacancy stats. It's things like WA, um, I've got 59 vacancies. 
mm-hmm. and even though WA is big by land, small by population, that they're also looking to recruit overseas for officers. Wow. And I know that the WA government have also got a massive recruitment drive for medical staff going on in the UK at the moment. South Australia have got 217 vacancies. Victoria's got 800 vacancies. I uh, don't know what the stats are for New South Wales, TAS or ATC. They went undisclosed. But Queensland has got an estimated 1,450 vacancies. Christ. On a bike. And that's just to stop the Bogans doing burnouts on the on the Goldie. Shit, yeah. Oh, no. um, it's, it is – look, it's interesting because you also mentioned there that not only is there attraction but a retention, retention problem. Um, mm. And I'm just wondering, you know, what studies are out there, what, what they're trying to do. Is it – Salaries are too low. Is it that there's a lot of well, pressure know, in the role? It, it, Your dad was a yeah. My dad cop. was a cop for over thirty years. Um, I can tell you, definitely say there's pressure. Yep. The pressure and what they bring home is huge. But they're very well compensated nowadays. They're also um, got a really good superannuation plan. They get paid mm. well and above. Uh, there, but they've also got to remember it's shift work. They could recruit from the US because you're allowed to carry a gun. No. We do not need that in Australia. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's shift work. It's um, a very yeah. stressful job and you, you're dealing with some horrible people out there. Yeah. You're dealing with some horrible situations. Um, and, yeah, some of, the, some of the stuff that my dad went through when I was growing up, I didn't know at the time. He'll talk about it now that we're older. Um, it's some pretty – and back then too, they didn't offer the mental health yeah. checks and that we have now. Anyone in police recruitment who'd like to have a chat to us, we'd love to do a Tarpod episode on, on Ooh, police recruitment. Oh, bloody hell yeah. If you're listening out there, anyone working for Or you for know any, someone. Or, or the state police forces or even the AFP, if I've got some questions for them. <laughs> 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 Rubber stamp some of your some of your warrants out on you. Um, <laughs> events, events. Alrighty, now on to events, everybody. Have we got a few coming to you? Alrighty, let's start off with the meetups. 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 Get down with the meetups. All of our Brizzy friends on the eighth of June. The meetup is up and running. And if it's as good as last time, well, I'm going to regret that 7 a.m. flight the next day. <laughs> so jump onto the, the Brisbane Recruiter Meetup page on LinkedIn or onto the meetup.com site and register. Um, it is going to be a cracker of event. We're talking about sourcing and then we're drinking the sauce. <laughs> Rubber Band. We Our good friends at Rubber Band have Rubber Band Live Tuesday the 13th of June, 12 p.m. AEST. And this is AI and Chatbot Masterclass. Really interesting. If you want to learn about AI, get around it. On the 25th of July, another Tuesday, 12 p.m. again, reference checking, pivotable, pivotable, hmm, pivotal to your talent strategy or just another box to tick. Are you just making up words now? You decide. <laughs> and um, finally, Bounce 3 is on its way. Bounce 3, the panel van. Don't come a-knocking if the panos are rocking. <laughs> Lauren knows all about panel vans. Wednesday the 4th and Friday the 6th of October, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., you can register via rubber band right now. Yes, that's true. And it's free. It's free. Freaking love rubber band events. They're bloody great. Eden does a cracker of a job over there. All right, TA Brew 23 is on in Melbourne in July. So jump on the ATC website and register. It is free to attend at on the 20th of July, actually, on the Thursday at the Bodrigi Brew House, which is always Brew House. <laughs> okay, and then the biggie. The biggie. The biggie. The drum roll. The drum roll. We've got... 
the Australasian Talent Conference of 2023 is the 22nd of November to the 23rd at Luna Park. You cannot miss this event. Yeah, get around it. Get around it. Super it early the, bird on now? Or? Yeah, I think early bird's still cracking on. But I've got yet yeah, super early bird still cracking on. And I'm just going to throw it out there. But mm. smart recruiters have got a little something boil along for November as well. Yes, they have. We'll, and I think next week on The Scoop, we might bring in a little bit more detail on that. Oh, I think we might. Some little snippets and sneaky bits. <laughs> so that is a goodbye from me today. And stay classy, Tokemore. And it's a goodbye from me.